Willing to Go Ham podcast here, coming at you guys live from Mikasa. Uh, so on this episode, it's a kind of a variety episode. We're going to talk about a lot um, in different segments. Obviously, we'll talk some sports. We'll talk some news stories. Um, but we are going to highlight this Brittany Griner case as well, which has since developed. Um, that's why I never really talked on it or spoke on it was because um, I knew that there were going to be some new developments for the case, obviously. So I decided that... Uh, yeah, I decided that I was going to, you know, speak on this and um, let it all unfold. Now we understand what her fate is. So, you know, I got to talk about this. Also, uh, huge shout out to my supporters out there, guys, people who listen to the podcast, have shared the podcast and told their friends um, and those who have also um, backed the podcast as well. Shout out to Maya and Rosie. Uh, you guys are awesome. Um, let's go ahead and get this thing rolling, though, man. It's been a while. It's been fun. Uh, since I've been away, I'm now freshly rejuvenated. So let me give you guys some content that you guys want to hear about. Let's roll that. Uh, let's go ahead and let's roll that intro music. Shout out to Ernest. So, um, Brittany Griner, very interesting case. Uh, Brittany Griner finds herself at the epitome of the American public and actually of, of the entire world um, as she's being made an example of by the Russian government as she decided to bring hashish oil into the country, which is against the Russian, uh, the Russian government's rules is that you're not allowed to have that in the country. She makes the decision to do it and now she's serving, she's going to have to serve well, seemingly served nine years in prison. <clears throat> I do think that this will get greatly reduced. I do think that this is a way to cripple or at least get the American um, government to um, perhaps maybe back off a little bit of the Russian affairs and things like that that are happening in order to get her back. But the thing is, is that Brittany Griner, I guess, in the minds of the American public and especially the government, isn't worth not meddling in the plans of Russia. So they might not actually back off. But that's probably what Russia's plan is going to be. Anyways, um, ESPN decided that they wanted to do a developing story on this topic, and I thought that I would talk about it. Back to our top story. WNBA star Brittany Griner was sentenced to nine years in prison by a Russian court. The 31-year-old Griner, a two-time U.S. Olympic champion and an eight-time WNBA All-Star, was arrested February 17th for bringing cannabis into the country, pleaded guilty on July 7th, and was convicted earlier today. And she didn't have a choice but to plead guilty on this. Again, you know, they're making her out to be some kind of that she was wrongfully convicted. And, well, you know, is it wrong that they uh, that they set standards and rules before she had gotten into the country? Most likely, these are rules that were set in standard many, many decades, you know what I'm saying, uh, before she even decided to step foot into this country. You know, self-awareness is very important, ladies and gentlemen. And it seems as though Brittany Griner, assuming that she's a, you know, she's a smart person, which I, I'm not doubting that she's not. Um, she didn't think about this before she came into the country, nor is this the first time that she's done this in, in any other country. It's just that Russia was going to crack down on her. So do I actually feel bad for her in this case? Not necessarily, but I'm not insensitive in understanding that, like, it's harsh. But you should have known what you were getting yourself into prior to going to this country. And I think she knew that, so she can't hide behind the fact that, oh, well, I didn't know. No, she knew, she tried, and she got caught. 
Here's Brittany Griner's defense attorney following the sentencing. She's very upset, very upset, very stressed, and she is, well, she can hardly talk, honestly, so. I mean, what's there to talk about? She put herself in the situation. Um, there's really not much to say <laughs> at this point. Um, obviously, I'm praying that they find a way to bring her back. But at the same time, you know, there's a reason why I don't bring guns into my job. There's a reason why I don't smoke weed at my job or in my job. I don't, I don't smoke weed at all. Um, there's a reason why I don't come into work drunk. There's a reason why I don't drink and drive. Uh, there's a reason why I don't uh, uh, do drugs. I don't, I don't do drugs while driving. Um, there are many rules that are set and standard um, in America and around the world as well. You have to follow those rules. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And I think that Britney thought that she was bigger than the rules that Russia had set. Russia's not playing with you, especially when it comes to Americans. They're not playing. You know what I'm saying? You are, like, for real. I think I read an article where it said that Russia has a 99% conviction rate, meaning, like, meaning if you break any of the rules, you're going to get convicted. Like, 100, like, damn near 100%. So she should have also known that before she decided to do, to do what she was going to do. And I'm not, I'm not here to sit there and, and, and you know, and, and finger wag and sit there and chastise. I'm not here for that. But this is important about how important. Being aware and taking accountability, not once as she said, at least from what I've heard, she hasn't acknowledged the fact that, you know what, I messed up. What they're doing now is they're trying to enable her to look like a victim when she made this decision herself. It's a difficult time for her. You know, when we saw Britney, uh, I think it was Tuesday, and we saw her, uh, we talked to you on Thursday, and she said, see you on doomsday. So it looks like she was right. The Phoenix Mer- and before they get into this real quick, um, if you guys haven't seen the images, all you have to do is just Google Britney Griner, Russian court. Yo, they put her in a cage, bruh. Like she's in that cage. She's I mean, she's already light skinned, but she's in that cage looking like a damn giraffe, bro. And that that image within itself for people who are unaware, if, if they see what's going on, people don't even know who Britney Griner is like. They have no idea who she is. If you're not remotely into sports, especially when it comes to WNBA, um, I knew that she was a phenom coming out of Baylor, and she was looked at as being like the next LeBron James or Boogie Cousins, and um, that, that hasn't panned out. She's a hell of an athlete, um, but really nobody knows who she is, but they, they're able to, to garner sympathy because she's in a cage. That part, I think, is wrong. You know, She's a human being. You, here in America, you're not put in a cage unless you're like a flight risk. Or if you're, you know, or if you're somebody who could possibly potentially harm someone or if you are going to be in danger yourself. But they have her big ass in a cage. Mercury released the following statement, quote, while we knew it was never the legal process that was going to bring our friend home. Today's verdict is a sobering milestone in the 168 day nightmare being endured by our sister, BG. We remain heartbroken for her as we have every day for nearly six months and we remain grateful to and confident in the public servants working every day to return her to her family and us. We remain faithful. The administration will do what it takes to end her wrongful detention. That's the thing. It's not it's not wrongful detention. It's uh, it's rightful negligence. Actually, that's what they're getting her on. What is wrong with setting forth standards and, you know, rules aren't made to be broken. Well, let me tell that back. Yeah, rules aren't made to be broken. That's why they're set. There's boundaries that are set forth in a country. You know, but see, but, but she thinks that she's above that, especially in Russia. I, I don't get it. There's nothing wrongful about that. She shouldn't have had that hashish oil. And we are inspired every day by BG's strength and are steadfastly committed to keeping her top of mind publicly until she is safely back on American soil. We will not allow her to be forgotten. We are BG. And so when she steps foot on American soil, my guess is is that they're gonna find some way to get her back before nine years. Um, They may reduce it to five, um, or you know, it could be three, which would give her enough time. And, and, And then, just hear me out, for a marketing ploy, okay? To bring forth the, in the WNBA from the depths of wherever it is that they're at, 
They're definitely beneath the the NBA for sure. Um, for publicity purposes, for for the woke crowd, um, that apparently they say that they support the WNBA, but if you ask the majority of these people um, who are about you know equal pay for the WNBA players and things like that, they don't know who the hell Brittany Griner is. But for a marketing ploy, they now have a face of the WNBA, which is a woman who has endured a quote-unquote wrongful conviction in another country in harsh conditions while in a cage. Now they have someone that they could lean and turn their brand into, which could be a pseudo-American hero. If you don't know what pseudo means, get a dictionary. Our OTL reporter, John Barr, breaks down the how we got to this point. Oh, this is going to be good. When the WNBA season began in May, the only sign of Brittany Griner's presence was an on-court decal bearing her initials and number, 42. Griner, uh, Real quick, the number 42, guys, has an esoteric meaning behind it. I really don't remember what it means, but like players who have worn the number 42, such as Jackie Robinson, he was given that number for a reason. So that's something to look for. And that's also players who wear the number, um, uh, what, 0, 11, 99, 88, players like that. Yeah, that, that there's, there's a meaning behind that. Just throwing that out there. A seven-time All-Star center, Greiner has been detained in Russia since her arrest on February 17th at the Moscow airport. Russian authorities say they found vape cartridges containing hashish oil in her luggage. Griner was taken into custody, charged, and suddenly facing a maximum 10-year prison sentence. This is an unimaginable situation for BG to be in. You know, if BG's part of my family, I've cut her for a long time. Well, if she's part of your family, maybe, perhaps, I don't know, maybe you could have consulted her. Where were her, like, where's her team at to tell her, like, hey, you might not want to bring these cartridges of hashish oil in there because, um, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna crack down on your ass. Where where were you guys at to hold her accountable for this? She's thirty one years old. She should know better. I mean, I love that girl. She's she really is, and I'm just you know I just I just I hope that she can come home soon. You can hope all you want. The only way, honestly, in my opinion, the only way that they're the only way that they're gonna be able to get Brittany Griner home is if they get the American public or the American uh, army and the American government out of uh, meddling out there in Ukraine and uh, sticking their nose in Ukraine's business and Russia's business. That's the, that's that's I think that's the first step. I think sorry. I think they were also trying to get. Um, they were willing to trade over this guy that this Russian guy. They call him Doctor Death. They were they were also willing to trade him. <laughs> You know, sports is a sports is a macrocosm of the world or microcosm, however you want to say it. And it's funny that they're willing to trade somebody for somebody else. But they were going to trade this Dr. Death guy for Brittany Griner, too. And Russia was like, nah. So the only way for this to happen, if if America really, really, really wants to get Brittany Griner back, if they start, they leave Russia alone and Ukraine alone. And just allow things to happen, which I don't think is going to, because there's there's a lot of money at stake here. I think then that's when you'll see them lighten up on this Brittany Griner sentence, but I don't see it happening. Status only grew more uncertain because of what happened a week after her arrest. Overnight, the sound of explosions and bombs. Russian President Vladimir Putin declaring the beginning of what he calls a special military operation in Ukraine. Russia's war with Ukraine and the international sanctions that followed complicated efforts by U.S. officials to bring Griner home. In May, the State Department reclassified Griner to an important new distinction. We have determined that the Russian Federation has wrongfully detained a U.S. citizen. How is it wrong if they've set forth standards and rules and she broke those rules? That's the part that I don't understand. Is it harsh? Yes. 100%. How is it wrong that they set forth standards and rules in their own country and they had an outsider come in like Brittany Griner and break the rules? Nobody is above the rules if you set them. End of story. Russia's not like America. They're not going to uh, create some sort of a safety net for women. That They're not going to do that. 
I'm sorry that they're not going to do that. As an outsider, she broke the rule. That's like if somebody goes into your apartment or house, you have a rule to not wear shoes in your house and someone comes in and they track mud all in your apartment in your house and you deck them in the face and they go, you wrongfully hit me. I told you not to wear shoes in my house and you did it. Now I got to whoop your ass. That's exactly what's happening. Still, there were some who believed that enough wasn't being done to bring Griner home sooner. So they got these signs up and Brittany Griner should be here. No, you're right. But what she shouldn't have done is had that hashish oil. If it was a Ronnie B. Home, right? It's a statement about the value. Oh, well, wait a minute. Let me go back. Let me rewind that real quick. Listen to this bullshit. I, I heard it. Excuse my language. Listen to this bullshit uh, that this coach said. So the Mercury head coach, Vanessa Nygaard, I don't, I've never heard of her. But once, once again, I don't watch the WNBA like that for real, um, unless it's like Skylar Diggins or Candace Parker or something like that, um, or some of these uh, attractive players. But um, she said, if it was LeBron, he'd be home, right? This is the problem that I have with that statement. LeBron James is not stupid enough to go to another country. He's actually very shrewd. You know, he's not just smart on the court. He's smart off the court, too. Okay? Let me break that down. LeBron will not put himself in a position to get caught by Russian authorities by bringing hashish oil into the country. More than likely, what any smart person would do is they would buy the weed or whatever it is that they're trying to buy, use it in the country... And not carry anything or any evidence or have any traces that they've used it at all. It's not illegal to smoke weed in Russia, I don't think. But it's illegal to bring it in a, in a, in a, in a cartridge form, in a package, in their airport customs. Easy as that. LeBron James will never do something as stupid like that because he understands what accountability is. Okay? Now, is he always the best teammate when it comes to accountability and he's losing and he wants to blame everybody? No. But he understands on a, on a grander scale... That in order for his brand to keep going, he has to make the right decisions. Brittany did not make the right decision. That's one. Number two, she is not LeBron James. Why? Because LeBron James is a global conglomerate. He is an icon. Okay? You cannot compare Brittany Griner and LeBron James. You cannot compare them. One, because LeBron won't put himself in that issue. And number two, unfortunately, I hate to say it, he means a lot more to the American public than Brittany Griner does. Nobody knows who Brittany Griner is up until this point. Nobody knows. So I think that's very disingenuous to this coach, Vanessa Nygaard, to make that comment. LeBron James has nothing to do with this. Zero to do with this. And she decides she wants to bring this BS up. Insane. It, it's crazy. And then once again, that's another way to demonize black men. <laughs> to bring black men into this when we have nothing to do with it. Well, and I'm saying not we, because I have nothing to do with it, but to bring a black man into this when he has nothing to do with this. It's ridiculous. And that's another thing they're trying to put out there. They're trying to say that they're uh, that this is devaluing a woman. Um, and or uh, a, a gay woman. This has nothing to do with Brittany Griner's uh, sex. This has nothing to do with her sexuality and what she identifies as. This, at the end of the day, this has to do with her breaking the law. Okay, breaking the law. Oh, seeing it, phone's going off. <laughs> this has to do with her breaking the law. Okay, that's it. And I, I'm, you know, I may sound like one of these cats off of Fox News, but I understand rules and regulation. If rules are set forth, what the hell? Phone is jumping tonight. Um, <laughs> sorry. Rules are set forth. Okay, you're not to break them. Again, is this harsh? Jesus Christ! I need to. Wish I could turn these settings off. So, anyways, rules are meant. Rules are set forth. Therefore, you're not supposed to break them. But she keeps breaking them. So, again, what this has to do with LeBron? I have no idea. They're just upset. And that, that, never mind. Never mind. Let me let me keep it going. Point. It seems like pressure is is what's going to get the job done. Pressure from who? Russia does not give a shit about female sports. I'm sorry. They don't care. Excuse my language. 
Russia doesn't care that she's a WNBA star. They don't care. They don't care that she's an American. They don't care that she's gay. At the end of the day, like I said, this is a country that has a 99% conviction rating. Meaning, like, if you break the law, there's, I mean, you can get a lawyer if you want to. But if you break a law, okay, if you break a law, you are going to, you are going to get punished. Over the July 4th holiday, Griner made a direct appeal for her freedom to President Biden, writing to him in a letter, I'm terrified I might be here forever. We're asking the White House, POTUS, Vice President Kamala Harris to do something. She is terrified for her freedom on a day in which people are celebrating it. On July 7th, was that her that said that? Hmm. Reiner pleaded guilty in a move largely seen by experts as strategic as the overwhelming majority of Russian court cases end in convictions. 99% of them end in convictions. I said that. How did I know that? Because I read. Then just last week, perhaps the most hopeful sign to date. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken announcing a proposed prisoner swap offer was made to the Russian Foreign Minister of Affairs in June, which would bring fellow American Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner home. We put a substantial proposal on the table weeks ago to facilitate their release. Griner's trial may now be complete, but the work to bring her home is far from over. Truthfully, I can't rest as her humanity is being stripped from her. I can't rest as her safety is in question. All of which she put herself in this position. End of story. There's no accountability. You know what? If this was LeBron James, hypothetically speaking, if LeBron James did bring a foreign substance that wasn't supposed to be in another country and he was detained for it, oh, well, it would, you know what they would say? They would say, well, he should have known better. LeBron, you're an icon. You're supposed to be the face. You're supposed to be the face of the uh, of the NBA. You didn't know any better. How did you not know that? That's what would have happened. <laughs> but for Brittany Griner, because she does it, they're, oh, you know, um, we fear for her safety, and you know, we fear for her freedom, and you know, at the end of the day, she was wrongfully convicted for something. She knew what she was doing. And I'm not trying. And again, I'm not coming hard at the sister. I'm not trying to come hard at her at all. I'm not against her. I'm not against her trying to fight for her freedom whatsoever. But the point is, once again, it always comes back full circle. It comes back to breaks law. She was wrongfully convicted. I fear for her safety. Uh, what else did they say? Uh, she needs to come home. You know, we miss her. She broke the law. It all comes back full circle every time. <laughs> no matter which way you try to put this. I honestly can't rest until she's home. Well, then you have nine years. You, you won't sleep for nine years or, or however many years are going to get this reduced down to. You might not sleep for a while. So, um, Ms. Griner, you know, I'm going to pray for you and your family and everything. I'm going to pray for her, but it's not looking too good for her. More reaction from the NBA and WNBA world continues to pour out on Twitter. Swin Cash tweeting, Heart's heavy, thinking and praying for Brit. Please keep her and her family lifted. And Jaron Jackson Jr., quote, no way, nine is crazy, makes no sense. Well, Jaron, how about this? How about you do exactly what Brittany did? How about you do that? You go over to Russia and you bring some hashish oil. You do that. And let's see if you come back. And you're going to see how crazy it really is. But you're also going to see how crazy easy it is to not do what Brittany Griner did and to come home. To America. America. <laughs> you know, see how easy it really is. And the Connecticut Sun Guard tweeted, we love you, BG. That's Jasmine Thomas. Yeah. So with that being said, like I, this wasn't uh, something to, to thumb my nose or to, what's it called? To uh, put my nose up to Brittany Griner and make it seem as though that she's stupid. No. The fact of the matter is that she made a stupid decision. And now she's going to have to pay for it. In the end, will she serve the four nine years? I don't think so. I don't think so. But we'll see. But prayers to her. I really hope that she does make it, make it out. But this just goes to show, guys, um, accountability. Accountability can be a superpower. A lack of accountability can be a kryptonite. That's all I got.
Uh, NFL superstar and legendary quarterback, the great Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I said great. He is a great quarterback. So there we go. Anyways, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is going into this season uh, with the new set of wide receivers coming into the 2022 year. And he seems to be feeling great about them. And I think he has every right to. Um, you know, losing Devontae Adams is going to be quite the process to get over. But I do think that the as long as you have Aaron Rodgers in the mix, the Packers are still going to be formidable. So let's see what uh, ESPN's Get Up has to say about this. This is featuring, uh, I believe it's Chris Canty, uh, Mike Tannenbaum, and I don't know who these other two, other two people are. But They have two really good running backs in Aaron Jones and, and Dylan. So the only concern I would have, as Hembo always reminds us, is the most receptions any rookie wide receiver has ever had with Aaron Rodgers is 38. So it is going to be a work in progress, but there's enough. 38, is that? Is it Randall Cobb? Is Randall Cobb 38? Who, who, wait, who's, who's he talking about? 38. It's not, yeah, I don't, I don't know who he's talking about. Fair guys with veteran receiver. Is it Donald Driver? I have no idea. For them to win early. Yeah. Diana, what are you hearing about Rodgers and his wide receivers? All right, I'm going to be a little bit more philosophical here. Aaron's been given a lot of interviews lately, and I've listened to them all over the last week or so. And he is really comfortable in where he's at in life, in football. And, yes, there's going to be a learning curve. There's no Devontae Adams out there. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the game. There's, there's no-, no question. Um, he, he He's definitely solidified that number one spot in the NFL and he's done it on on a consistent basis. When I'm looking at the top five wide receivers in this year, for this year, um, in no particular order. Obviously, you got to put Devonte Adams first, but then the other four you can kind of mix and match however you want. But you got to throw in D Hop. Um, you got to throw in Cooper Cup. You could throw in Jamar Chase, and I would also throw in a guy like, um, hmm, who would be my fifth. Maybe you could throw in. Get around the league right now. Tyreek Hill. You could. I, I could. I forget Tyreek Hill. You got to throw him in the mix too, as far as being a top five receiver. But no question, Devonte Adams has solidified himself. Now the reason why I can't really put DeAndre Hopkins in the. Well, I could. I, you know what? I could put him in the mix. Actually, I could. Um, so I would say Devonte Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill. Jamar Chase, and I guess you could you could put Jefferson in there, maybe, maybe I don't know. I'm losing track of who I got in my top five, but I don't. I'm just naming it off the top of my head. Um, oh, and Cooper Cup, yeah. So you take out take out Jefferson, put in Cooper Cup. Those will be my top five wide receivers this year. No question, he will be missed. But I think the patience that Aaron Rodgers is going to have with these young receivers. Patience. When has Aaron Rodgers ever had patience? <laughs> when has he ever had patience? His form of patience is, is scoffing off, you know, scoffing off uh, any type of criticism, um, having rabbit ears. Uh, he's not, there's no, there's no patience with Aaron Rodgers. Is going to be impressive. I think he is comfortable with this group of guys and he's saying the right things. I don't- yeah, he's saying the right things, but I, I guarantee you he's, he's sitting there going WTF. So these are the receivers that he has going into the 2022 season. So he's got Alan Lazard, who last season had 513 receiving yards, eight touchdowns. Um, they lose Valdez Scantlin, obviously, to the Kansas City Chiefs. They lose Devontae Adams to the Raiders. You bring in Sammy Watkins um, with 394 receptions or receiving yards with Baltimore. They got the rookie Christian Watson. They bring back Randall Cobb. I think Randall Cobb was with the Texans. I could be wrong. He, no, no, no. Oh, he was with the Cowboys. And then the Cowboys, I think, cut him or they traded for him. I don't remember. He had 375 receiving yards last season. Um, you have Romeo Dobbs. I guess he's also a rookie. And you have Amari Rodgers, who I think was the standout receiver at Clemson, if I'm not mistaken, who had four receptions for 45 yards last season. So... Not exactly the sexiest group. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is saying what we just heard him say if he was miserable with these guys because we've seen him do it in the past when he's not happy. He lets us all know. I like this version of Aaron Rodgers, and I believe in his receivers. All right, Canty, what do you think about this situation? 
Well, Diana, he did that in the past because he didn't have the ayahuasca in his life. So uh, this is a new version <laughs> of Aaron Rodgers. But, guys, how he feels about his wide receivers is irrelevant to me because the fact is, over the past two years, he created a dynamic within the organization that led to the best receiver in football choosing to play with a lesser quarterback in a tougher division, in a tougher conference for less money. Yeah, and all fingers point to Aaron Rodgers. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Devonta Adams said, yeah, he's like, I got to get the hell up out of here. Guys, the reality is that Aaron Rodgers has a lot of show and prove in terms of being able to make it work with this team. That, that's the biggest thing for me. I, I just, it feels like an indictment on his sports character, the fact that Devonta Adams would choose to go for a more stable situation with, wait for it, the Las Vegas Raiders overstaying with the Green Bay Packers. I just think that speaks volumes about the roller coaster ride that Aaron Rodgers created for everybody in Green Bay. You know who Aaron Rodgers reminds me of? And I've been saying this for years now. Aaron Rodgers is the LeBron James of the NFL. Like, really think about that. Nobody, nobody wants to play with LeBron James. I don't give a shit what nobody says. Like, no, no free agents are willing to play with LeBron James. Maybe besides an AD. But at the end of the day, he creates roller coasters. Uh, he can be somebody who's conniving. Uh, he's very shrewd, uh, very sensitive. And you have players that don't want to play with him. Unless, of course, they're on their last leg like a Brian, uh, not Brian Westbrook, like a Russell Westbrook. Or players who look up to him like an Anthony Davis. So, to me, Devonta Adams leaving is more of an indictment against Aaron Rodgers. Because Chris Canty's right. Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. He's the lesser quarterback. He took less money to play in Las Vegas, which I would play in Las Vegas for a million dollars. I'd play in Las Vegas for free because I love that, love that city. But that's besides the point. Um, he does have a lot to show and prove this season. It's already been proven that he's not on Tom Brady's level. We know this already. Um, but he's proven to be amongst a top five echelon of quarterbacks, which he's looking like he's number five, in my opinion, because um, these young quarterbacks that are coming up now are eventually going to overshadow him. So he's going to have to make do with what he can because the Vikings are right there. The Vikings are right there. They now have an offensive coordinator who's willing to cater to Kirk Cousins, which I think he's on his last leg as well before they decide they want to get a quarterback. They have a, a, a great receiving core with Justin Jefferson and uh, Adam Thielen. Defensively, they're looking pretty good. So, you know, they're kind of breathing down their neck right now. Over the past two seasons. That, I mean, very interesting because, I mean, obviously all that's, all that's true and well-established, but Diana was making the point that she thinks that the guy, Rogers, sounds different to her. Do you think it's on him to adjust who he is to make sure this, this, new, this new group works together? Well, I would hope so. Uh, he's the quarterback. He's the face. See, they don't ask these questions about Tom. Is it, is it on Tom Brady to make it work? Yeah, it's on Tom Brady to make it work. 100%. Is it on Lamar Jackson to make it work? Yes, it's on Lamar Jackson to make it work. M Pat Mahomes has a new bevy of receivers as well, but they don't ask him these stupid-ass questions because they don't, they don't... First of all, they don't even allow black quarterbacks to have any leeway or any leniency whatsoever. That We'll get that out of the way. But number two, Aaron Rodgers has a safety net. And he's and he's shielded himself from all this criticism because of his decision making in, in crucial moments and coming up short when they need him to come up big. Absolutely. That's what leadership is. And I think Chris nailed it. I think there was fatigue there. And if you're Devontae Adams, you're going to certainty and stability of Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. So actions speak louder than words. He was in a really ideal situation where he could have gone all the way through most of his career with a Hall of Fame quarterback and have an all-time connection with Aaron Rodgers, and he chose certainty and stability. And now Aaron Rodgers, the definition of greatness, guys, is to make those around you better. Now, if Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs each have productive seasons, then sure, that's an example of why Aaron Rodgers is great. But I don't think we can ignore the fact that Devontae Adams left him, and that does speak volumes to that situation. And Adams did say that the uncertainty Mike, around I Rodgers' situation... The... Sorry, Diana, go on. Yeah, I, no, I just, I, Mike has so much belief in Josh McDaniels. Stability, he's calling it in Vegas already. I know he's had a good offseason and a, and, a, and a stop. Well, look at his, first of all, you interrupted him to basically say absolutely nothing. So, I mean, once again, they really need to work on their moderators on some of these sports shows. They really do. Um, because where she's coming from with this is from, I think, a place of emotion. Um, clearly, she's an Aaron Rodgers fangirl, which is totally fine. But yes, if you look at Josh McDaniels' offenses, 
Uh, when, even though he had Tom Brady, uh, Mac Jones had a pretty efficient season last year um, under Bill Belichick. And I think it's safe to say that he's arguably one of the best offensive minds in the game today. So, yes, he, he chose stability with Derek Carr. And, he, and him and Carr are friends. I have a feeling that Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers were not friends. So, yes, he chose stability. It's not just about stability on the field. It's also about having a rapport. I don't think him and Aaron had really had a relationship off the field. I would start to to camp here, but I, I would say the stability lies in Green Bay, right? It lies with Matt LaFleur and, and Aaron Rodgers. Right, so stability with Matt LaFleur. Uh, Matt LaFleur, um, who pretty much has some pretty sketchy play calling for the most part. Um, a guy on which Aaron Rodgers himself doesn't get along with. At least at first he didn't. Um, but, but hey, you know, tweets their own. What they've done. So uh, I cannot believe I'm going to quote Bart Scott here. This is when I know oh things boy. have got to change around here. But, but you know, Bart. Why are you going to my man Bart like that? Always pointed out. All, we're talking like a year ago. Bart used to say to me even in the green room, he'd be like, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are going to play together. They want to be together. It has nothing to do with Aaron. They just want to, you know, relive those moments that they have because they're best friends. And I'd say, best friends? What are we, third grade? Who cares about being best friends? Yeah. You want to play with the best. Aaron Rodgers is the best. And no, he's not. Not this season, he's not. And now this is Devontae Adams to figure out. Yeah, painful as it might be, Bart was right uh, all <laughs> along. We have a lot. Yeah, so... Either way, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that this is going to be an interesting offseason. And um, I guess within this segment, I have every reason to pick um, who's going to win the NFC North this season. And I'm going to have to go with the Vikings barring injury. Um, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, I, I really think that uh, there's going to be some early communication issues. Now, of course, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I'm going to pick the Vikings to win that division uh, because it's going to be quite the learning curve. And Aaron Rodgers is going to really have to step, tap into his leadership role and skills in order to make this work. So let's see what happens. Going into this 2022 season, uh, we can see that the Buffalo Bills have been making a lot of noise this offseason. And every right, they, they have every right to um, making all the offseason acquisitions that they did. Um, and they're probably going to be making some more. But one of the most consistent things, I think, that, or at least the, the shining bright spot of the Buffalo Bills is their young quarterback, Josh Allen. Now, I was low on Josh Allen when he first got into the league. I think he reminded me of like a taller Jay Cutler um, just because he's got that gunslinger arm. But every year he's improved. So this season, given that they almost went to the AFC Championship last season, after we understand that 13-second debacle due to the um, a lack of awareness of Mr. Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, they, they fell short. This season, however, I think they're going to do pretty well. So in this segment of um, First Take featuring Chris Canty, uh, Dominic, Ro uh, Dominic Foxworth, I almost said Dominic Rogers-Cromartie, Dominic Foxworth and these two other people I don't know, um, they're going to talk about the development of Josh Allen and whether or not he can become any better or become the best quarterback this season. In my opinion, I feel like this is where Josh Allen likes to be. He doesn't need to be the best guy in the National Football League. Like, the Buffalo Bills kind of like, not that they fly under the radar, because they're not surprising anyone at this no. point. No, not this season. They're, they're, they're coming. The Buffalo Bills are coming this season. <laughs> they're bringing it this year. They're going to, they're gonna, to me, this season, they're going to eclipse a lot of teams this year. Um, and I think they're going to win, I would say, 12-plus games this season. They're not surprising, at least not me this year. It wouldn't surprise me if they win 15, to be honest. I mean, or, or, matter of fact, I'd say 13. 13's a good number, depending on how that defense plays. But hasn't Josh Allen approved to us all we need to see? I mean, you yeah. mentioned durability. He hasn't missed a game in three seasons. Uh, him and Dan Marino have the most combined passing and rushing touchdowns in their career. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done enough for us to consider him one of the elite talents. Does he need to be the best? I don't even feel like that's, that's the Buffalo Bills' M.O. anyway. Well, no, it's not their M.O., but what they need him to do, or at least to be, um, and he couldn't have been much, he couldn't have been more efficient. It's just the defense let him down. Um and so did the play calling of Leslie Frazier. But, I mean, it, it, you have to put him in that elite category. I mean, you have to this season. You look at his numbers, he's jumped up mad percentage, but numbers this year, or uh, mad percentages as far as his passer rating goes. 
Um, he's improved. His touchdown to rate, his touchdown to interception ratio has gone down as well. He's done enough to, to I think, garner top five quarterback status, in my opinion. Um, and it's kind of a grab bag, especially when it comes to the top five um, that I see in, in my top five. I think I did a top five wide receivers my last podcast. My top five um, in no order because, I mean, again, you can – well, you can, you can put Mahomes one, obviously. There, there are three secure spots, in my opinion. So you could do Brady. You could do Mahomes. You could do Josh Allen. You could do Aaron Rodgers. And you, you, I would throw in Herbert. Those would be my top five. Here's the thing, Shane. He's not that far off. In the survey that Jeremy Fowler did a couple of weeks ago with NFL executives and GMs, yeah. Josh Allen checked in at third behind Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's right there already. Right. The only thing that we haven't seen him do is have high-level winning, which is getting past the AFC Championship to a Super Bowl and holding up a Lombardi trophy. I said- which I think this season, this is the chance to do it. The AFC... Um, although it's not, I wouldn't say wide open, um, but you have a Chiefs team that's trying to figure things out with their offense. Baltimore, they have no idea what they're doing with Lamar. Well, I won't say they don't, they don't have no idea. Baltimore's trying to find their identity now under Lamar Jackson um, this season. Um, you have a new team with the Broncos, obviously, with getting Russell Wilson. So, I mean, the margin of error is going to be pretty slim, but I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to pretty much cut through the division like a hot knife and butter. Hey, you, you, you threw some shade on the Bills Mafia there. You said that that's what they like. They just want to be around. You know, I've only known maybe one Buffalo Bills fan in my entire life, and I went to high school with them. Other than that, I've never seen so many. I've never seen so many Bills fans in my entire life. I didn't even know Bills Mafia was a thing. I had no idea. Like, if you look at the history of the Buffalo Bills, I mean, after like maybe the 90s, there was a stretch in time where you would forget that they were even a team. I mean, they drafted guys like, uh, oh man, they <laughs> they they had uh, they oh man they had um, what's his name, uh, Trent. Uh, what was it? I can't remember what it is. Trent Trent was it Trent Wilson? It was oh no 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 my fault. They drafted um, J P Lossman. I remember that, and then they had Trent Edwards, and then they had E J Manuel. Oh, then they had Tyrod Taylor, which they didn't draft Tyrod. They they picked him up in free agency. Now you have Josh Allen, who's box office, so he's putting them on the map now. You know, I liken the Buffalo Bills a lot to the Kansas City Chiefs, honestly. Where they had years of being irrelevant, you know, and <laughs> years of irrelevancy, crazy fan bases, except the Chiefs fans don't put their players through tables. Or the, not the players. They don't put they don't put their own fans through tables, obviously, to, to be in, uh, enshrined as a Bills fan. But um, they they got their guy. I mean, they they paid him. They 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 paid Josh Allen deservingly so this uh, last off season. So we got his money, and now they just have to build around him, and the rest can you know take care of itself. They don't put your little ass through a table. <laughs> Well, and that's easier. That's the easier route to go, um, because I can tell that 13 seconds. If I was a Bills fan, I'd be heartbroken. I would be heartbroken if they lost. If, if my team lost in 13 seconds. Um, so yeah, I mean they're, they're not. I, I notice that the media is not being loud about the Buffalo Bills. They don't garner attention like the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Packers. Um, you know, even the Eagles. The Eagles are giving a lot of uh, a lot of praise this season for for uh, for reasons I understand, but. You know, they might need to scale back a little bit. They still have some things to figure out with Jalen Hurts. But the Bills want to be that quiet bully. They want to be that guy who the, the silent killer that's just going to, you know, hit you with that knockout punch. You don't see it coming. I listen too, and most importantly, I listen to my wife. And you mentioned Josh Allen and those stats with Dan Marino. Was Dan Marino ever considered the best during his time? I mean, because I mean, of who was around him, he was great. He's a Hall of yeah. Famer. Yeah, I, I was. I what was eluded a, him. I was a baby, but it, when we well, it was a Super Bowl that eluded him. Um, but was he the best in his era? What year was he drafted? Was he eighty? Was he the? Was he in that eighty four class with Steve Young? I don't remember. He might have been the most talented. I would say. You look back on it. We 
we don't talk about Dan Marino the way we talk about Joe Montana. And so That's maybe true. that yeah. comparison yeah. with those numbers is the fairest one. Right. Because Dan Marino never did what? Was Josh Allen very still early in his yeah. career? Hasn't done yet. Yeah. He hasn't got the hardware. So maybe when that comes, maybe that can be the differentiator because he's on the path of a Dan Marino-like career right now. He goes to get something like that. Then he's in rarer air. Yeah. Then we're looking at Josh different. Then he's up there with the Aaron Rodgers. Right, because Aaron's only won one as well. So then he can kind of move towards that. But I will say this. If his career arc continues to trend in the same direction, we're talking about Josh Allen continuing to improve and build it on the, can't. the build it on can't. The numbers that he said. Like, You're saying that he can't. You're I don't saying, really know how he no, can no, be better no, than no, he is. No, 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 really. Well, it's simple. Uh, it's going to come down to not necessarily him being better, but the team around him has to be better. Um, Doug, uh, I think is it is it Josh? No, is it Doug McDermott or no D- Josh McDermott? Uh, I'm on my thinking of the NBA. Josh McDermott is gonna have to do a better job of play calling for the defense, and uh, and I think they also lost Brian Dable. He's with the he's with the uh, with the Giants. So whoever's gonna get that OC role, you know, you're gonna have to allow Josh Allen to improve on his own because he loses a guy who was a, a pretty good offensive coordinator. You're saying that he can, but you're talking about a quarterback that's probably the most physically gifted of any quarterback in the that's NFL. That's fair, but he showed us that last year. Like, he can't, you said continue on the trajectory. This was Josh Allen his first couple years, yep. and then he did this. No one has ever done that in the history of football. And you want him to continue <laughs> on that, like, yes, continue. Yeah, sky's the limit for Josh Allen. Um, like I said, he's his numbers are crazy. Uh, his, his rise to, to being a star... I, I, I've never seen anything like it, honestly. Um, he started off a little rocky his rookie year, but then you just see the, the just the jump. And he, he's, he's turned the Bills into a formidable opponent, you know? So, I, I personally, I think sky's the limit. To, sky's the limit. And what this does is this creates now a buzz around the NFL, especially in the AFC now, where you have rivalries that we've always looked at, you know, where you had the Brady's, like the Brady's versus the Manning's, and Brady's dominated that 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 rivalry for the most part. But we're going to see a lot of Chiefs and Bills, a lot of Bills and Bengals, and a lot of rivalries in the AFC, I think, are, are, are afoot right now. So I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. I guess maybe he can get better in, like, late game. No, we watched that playoff game that he lost. You couldn't ask any more. He threw four touchdowns to one player. Like, he can't get much better. Seconds. Then he threw, like, 17 touchdowns. Oh, God. That, that, listen, that had nothing, Josh, that had nothing to do with Josh Allen losing that game. It had nothing to do with him losing the game. That had everything to do with the play calling. So, that wasn't his fault. I wouldn't put Joe Burrow ahead of Josh Allen. Not not this season. Um, Joe Burrow's surrounded by a plethora of talent, especially at the skill positions. It's just he didn't have an offensive line. So they're giving him that top five status, I think, because he went to the Super Bowl with that horrible offensive line and got them there. Um, Josh Allen, to me, I think is around a much, a much more complete team. Um, the Bengals, to me, are still a little bit green, but they can beat anybody in the league with that offense. Saying that Joe, that these all these players are in the same area, and if okay. you're saying that Josh Allen is going to somehow separate himself from these guys, I don't see how it happens. He's already done it, though. He's already separated himself. If you think Josh Allen is going to get better, this may sound like I'm like insulting him, but I'm not. I'm giving him call. Oh, that's a call big he can't get better. Like, he don't have a 99 on Madden, but they should give him one. Because the way that he was playing is exceptional. And so if what he needs to separate himself is the championship, I have a hard time feeling confident that he is going to do that this year. Not because their division. The AFC is so hard. All the quarterbacks that I name are so good. Like, he's going to have to win championships. Whether it's fair or not, he's going to have to win championships. Oh, like I said, the AFC is going to be lit this year. AFC is going to be lit. I'm going to watch it. I'm actually going to get the uh, uh, NFL sports package this year. 
As a matter of fact, I'm going to get that this year. I'm going to watch a lot of AFC games. You have top, like some of the top 10 teams are going to be in the AFC this year. So, um, but the Bills are equipped, I think, to beat everyone in the AFC. Will they do it? Not really sure. Can they? I think they can. I, I think they can. I think that, like I said, Kansas City's taking a step back this season. They're still going to be formidable. Uh, but I think they're going to be a team that's going to come late in the season and make some noise. You know, uh, they're going to struggle early on, obviously. But late in the season, I think they're going to be they're going to be fantastic. Multiple championships for us to start talking about him as he that dude, and then there's everybody else. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, but you're talking about the AFC being so tough. If the Buffalo Bills get the number one seed in the conference, you're talking about them being one of four teams that can get to the Super Bowl rather than being one of seven. So, I mean, all of a sudden, you're talking about them having a distinct advantage and Josh Allen having an opportunity, a a clear pathway to get in there. And if he beats Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert or Pat Mahomes... Which he's going to this season. Or Joe Burrow. Or Joe Burrow. Any of those quarterbacks (laughs) on his way to doing it. Not or. And, yeah, he's going to have to beat all of them. (laughs) Well, it depends on how the playoffs pan out. People are also sleeping on the Dolphins this year, too. Uh, they're also going to be pretty dangerous as well. And they're in the division of the Buffalo Bills, who will win the division this season in the, in the AFC East, by the way. Guess what? If he does that, are you at that point ready to call him the best quarterback in the National Football nope. League? No, he's going to have to do it again. To separate yourself. Well, that's bullshit because you guys made Pat Mahomes the best quarterback after one Super Bowl. So, I mean, I, I mean that, that, that's the criteria that we're setting forth. And we saw him lay an egg in the Super Bowl against the Bucks. So what do you mean, Dominique, that he's going to have to do it again? That doesn't make any sense. That's the point I'm making. Mahomes got a championship and Mahomes got an MVP. Well, somebody got to wear the clown, dog. Somebody's got to be the best quarterback in the NFL. And I, I, I get that. No, they don't. No, they don't. You don't, have to, you don't have to abide by these lists. They don't have, I can they say. They one MVP, you, dog. You can do a tier. You can do a tier. He's on the top tier as far as I'm concerned. No question. Okay. No so question. He is never going to elevate to another tier that everyone else is below him. So, you're saying, saying. so you're saying that none of these quarterbacks can prove to separate themselves and be the best quarterback in the NFL. Is that? No, 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 maybe, but I wouldn't bet on it. You can go ahead and do it if you want to because what you're doing is saying that the okay. rest of them ain't going to play it. That's well. the beauty of where the NFL's at right yeah, now. It, it could be the That's Bills' the turn this year. Yeah. It could be the Bengals. It will be the Bengals' turn this year <laughs> yeah. for the Bengals fan. But all these teams can be spread around. I mean, this crop of quarterbacks is otherworldly. Yeah, Look at just the AFC West we just got yeah. to talking about. The, the that's what I, really that's what I agree with Dom. What Dom's saying is it's too difficult. There's too many talented ones for one to just soar above and go chip, chip, chip. I feel like y'all are putting on the argument, man. We got to pick somebody to be the best quarterback in the National Football Yeah, and I I think, honestly, my my pick for this season, I think it's going to be Josh Allen. I think that the Bills are going to reign supreme, and they're going to punch their ticket to the AFC Championship game and go to the Super Bowl. Um, Against who? I'm not really sure. But... We'll have to find out, though. Do I think that he can elevate himself to another level as far as uh, separating himself? That go, that we'll see. Rumor has it is that they're looking at Odell, um, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, as, the, uh, as another receiver, which I don't think he's going to go there. But if he does, look out. That's, that's going to be nice. But Odell's not trying to go back to New York. He's a weirdo. He uh, he's probably wants to stay in L.A. <clears throat> you know, he's, he's more of an L.A. dude anyway, you know. Smoke weed, eat pizza, skateboard, wear tight pants. (laughs) That's more Odell style. So we'll have to see what happens. Peace.